0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't send going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The
1: podcast that makes fucking fun. Oh, no. (laughs) It's all I want to do. You.
0: Better that than plumbing.
1: But no, Bob's Burgers, shout out.
0: <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, today, I'm going to pretend to like you.
1: Oh, finally. I've been waiting this whole time for <laughs> you to make an effort. Because you're my gay best friend. Oh, well, we're talking about gay best friends, maybe in a couple different senses. But there's also yeah. the like gay best friend of the woman trope.
0: Which I don't think she deserves him.
1: I ignore him, her.
0: <laughs> but first. But first. Um. We. Have, okay. So I, th- I want this to be first first. Okay. I apologize for being too harsh about the Pillsbury thing when I like I kind of shamed everybody for like bothering me with it. I would rather be bothered than people not say something.
1: You were a little like. almost angry that i think you were just when people send it in they don't know you've already gotten it 10 different times so it's hard for people to know what to
0: yeah it is my job i knew like well i didn't know what we were getting ourselves into when we started this endeavor almost (laughs) seven years ago but uh uh i i i have signed up for that please continue to send things in yeah i guess
1: you got it a whole bunch. Yeah. And that's what happens sometimes. And that's
0: what happens sometimes. And I will deal with it. Okay. I Especially
1: just... when we fuck up something real big or don't know something real big, then everyone
0: wants to be helpful. Yeah. Just please don't not tell us things. Yeah. Or me things. Yeah. Don't bother Kyle. He no, you, can... you all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, y'all can bother me. Y'all can message me.
0: All right. All right. Um... Next, we have 100 words. So at okay. a certain level of Patreon, if you send in 100 words, I will say them. Now, I have had deep in my dark black little heart this fear that this would turn into people trying to use it for free advertising. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Okay.
1: I think if it's like Walmart welcomes you to gayish, come check us out. We, right. lo- you know, then, then we'll reject it. But...
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to give us more than fifteen dollars or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this one actually, I support in part because I think that we need to talk about th- this subject more. So okay, here we go. I'm a 36 year old massage therapist. Fucking,
1: okay. What? Oh wait, is this the, the hundred words? Or are you reading yeah. the email? This is the hundred words. Oh no Kyle. way! Oh oh, I thought okay. Sorry. <laughs> I just assumed you were doing the annoying way. now I'm going (laughs) to read the whole
0: email. (laughs) Look what I've done. Uh, Uh, Unless it's too long. Hold on.
1: I just naturally assumed you were doing the thing that bugs me the most. But you were being a really good gay best friend and just reading the hundred words. Like I never expected.
0: It's too long.
1: Great. Back to just the hundred words then.
0: I'm mad. (laughs) Here's the 100 words. Okay. And just the 100 words. Yes. No rapper, no lead up, no anything.
1: Just the penetration.
0: Just the penetration. Okay, here we go. I'm a 36-year-old massage therapist and sex worker in San Diego, California. Topics I'd like you to cover on the show are massage and sex work. Since these often overlap in M4M contexts, it's interesting to discuss both. There's plenty to cover in each topic if you want to split them up. I volunteer myself as a guest to answer the gayish community's burning questions about either subject. Gayish listeners get $40 off their first massage service when they book me at my studio in San Diego. Mention gayish. To find me, search Simon Sirachi Massage. Simon Sirachi. Thanks, Simon Sirachi. Thanks, Simon Sirachi. Uh, And, uh, and, uh, uh yeah.
1: This is a topic I definitely want to talk about and also feel like we need a guest. That's probably the... like We need to make sure we find a guest to talk about this with us.
0: I want the sex worker episode to be where I hire a sex worker and then we have them on and talk to them about it. It would make me deeply uncomfortable and uh, like a lot of subjects, if it makes us deeply uncomfortable, that's when we say we have to do it.
1: Yeah, but, but most times it doesn't involve you getting fucked. <laughs> right. Well, that's
0: true. But uh, also like... I'm in a relationship. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. i getting like plenty of sex already. So I don't know. We'll see. But it's for the show, Mike. It is for the show.
1: It's for the show. All bets are off when it's for the show.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, thanks, Simon. Thanks, Simon. Uh, now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 News the first. Fucking Russia.
1: Fucking Russia.
0: I don't understand the way that their court system works. I don't understand anything about like the nuances here. So like if somebody, if I fuck it up, fucking deal with it. Um, But uh, uh, last week, Russia's Supreme Court heard a case in which uh, they were trying to determine whether quote, the global LGBTQ movement should be labeled as extremist (gasps) under Russian law. And therefore opening up a whole bunch of potential enforcement options for the government it reminds me of um like if if our court was to suddenly decide that like liberal wokeism is an extreme ideology yeah um or or maybe black lives matter or what's the other one that like didn't actually exist but they oh antifa yeah antifa right like like if if antifa were labeled by our courts as being extremist And um, so then that led to this weekend, Russian forces raided gay clubs and bars across Moscow. Uh, They searched venues across the Russian capital on Friday night, including a nightclub, a male sauna, and a bar that hosted LGBTQ parties. Uh, All of it was done under the pretext of a drug raid, according to local media. But uh, the the raids come just a couple of days after the Supreme Court banned the global LGBTQ movement (laughs) from Russia which does not exist. Right. Um, and uh, so there's also uh, a lot of LGBTQ venues have, have been closed following the decision, including St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg's gay club, Central Station, which I'd been to. Um, no way. Yeah. Their owner said that social media on social media, that it would not reopen while these new laws were in place. Oh. Um but uh, but the court's definition of the movement, the LGBTQ movement, is so broad and vague that it basically gives Russian authorities the ability to crack down on anything that they want to if they can make even the most tenuous of ties to LGBT stuff. Um, yeah, there's
1: like a unicorn painted on the wall and you're like, this is gay, we can enforce whatever we want to.
0: Yep, 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 yep. So then uh, the the BBC had a interview with uh nadia Tolokanikova from uh, um pussy riot oh you know the, the, the musicians the band oh pussy, okay right. Okay. i've heard of them yeah yeah and basically on national television the, the the pussy Riot girl said i spent some time in a russian jail and i was communicating with russian prisoners male prisoners and for them it's a funny thing that you can fuck another guy in the ass but it's not a reason to hate them on live television uh so then so then the the broadcaster whose name is victoria derbyshire derbyshire said i'm so glad you made your point and then turned to the camera and said if anyone's offended by the language you know i'm really sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh and you can hear the musician laughing in the background but pussy riot is is famous for their work as as a protest movement in 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 russia and elsewhere but but particularly in in Russia um they're op- um, openly anti-putin. Hmm. Anyway, it's real bad and getting worse and it just keeps getting worse and I just my heart is broken. Yeah. So, sorry.
1: That's a lot. Yeah, that's so frustrating and terrifying. That's scary time to be in Russia.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> and who knows maybe it'll be that way here next year Um, (laughs) oh no I mean you never know yeah Uh, news the second great what you know you know what I have to cover this week right
1: Uh, no
0: oh uh Oh, probably gay Republican. Yeah, yeah. Congressman Representative George Santos of New York is no longer a representative. He was uh, on Friday morning expelled from the House of Representatives.
1: I still can't get over him saying he's not Jewish. He's Jew-ish. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I can't get over him saying that he's gay. Like... (laughs) (laughs) just like anyway so there was a detailed investigation by the house house ethics committee which found extensive evidence of alleged misconduct including campaign finance violations and misrepresentation of santos's background what i really want people to know though is in the history of our house of representatives six people have been expelled wow that's that's you know 250 years or whatever how old is our country kyle the Constitution was 1789, so that's 230 years. 230 years. Whew,
1: glad we caught that before the corrections came rolling in. Right.
0: Yeah. But only six people. And what's interesting about this one is uh, it was it was 311 votes uh, to 114 votes. Two people voted present, and <laughs> um, but. Uh, what what what's interesting about this one is first that it was really really close and second uh that uh he's 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 still under investigation like he's not been found guilty of any crime hmm. so there's some concern about like it being slippery slope that like if somebody just is wacky or unpopular enough can you just get rid of them even if they've not actually done anything wrong because he's not been proven guilty
1: and being under investigation is scary because a lot of like people could investigate someone for political reasons yeah and it be completely unfounded but then that if that's grounds for being expelled that's a that's scary too
0: yep Uh, and and uh dickbag fuckface asshole candidate and dude that fucked my name up forever mike johnson who's the speaker of the house of representatives just said uh today actually that they that he thinks that they have enough votes to start an impeachment inquiry into uh, inquiry into uh president biden so for
1: absolutely no reason other than they dislike him right exactly which is fucked up
0: well it it's hunter hunter is the right hunter biden so like apparently having a son who might be a shitbag is bad enough in their mm-hmm. mind i don't know yeah. i don't know deeply deeply this laptop weird though
1: mike what about his laptop
0: what about hunter's laptop benghazi <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> fuck. fucking goddamn okay news the last great um so this might be controversial and for that i say suck it Ooh. former justice sandra day o'connor who was the first woman to sit on the u.s supreme court died last week she was 93 years old controversial because she was definitely on the side of evil for a lot of decisions Hmm. um she was a reagan appointee who like I guess we could give him the posthumous Dick Bag fuck Face Asshole Award.
1: Oh, that's a different that's a different next year when we do this we'll have different categories, and that's the Yeah, that's be, one of them. It'll be Reagan
0: right. versus Nixon versus Kissinger, oh. I think.
1: <laughs> okay. I was um, gonna say Rush Limbaugh.
0: Anyway, she was appointed in nineteen eighty one by President Reagan. But it is important, I think, to recognize that despite being a conservative, she did a lot of really important things for our community. Hmm. So she voted in favor of overturning sodomy laws in lawrence v texas Um, she voted to uh, expand uh, abortion rights but uh, she also for the most part was an ally to our community and in fact was the first former supreme court justice but uh, after after Obergefell v. Hodges and and marriage equality was the law of the land, she performed same sex weddings. She mm-hmm. and w- one of them, she performed on the on the steps of the Supreme Court. So, it had a, a lot of, of of law that led to um, marriage equality becoming becoming the law of the land here. And uh, anyway, she's she's uh, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway she's dead hmm. okay that's the news
1: that's the news speaking of people that are alive and well i want to thank the following patreon member thank you to simon surachi suraki surasi suracy suraki i'm trying to get all the pronunciations down just in case one of them is right thank you simon if you want to join patreon get episode just did the
0: hundred words it's surachi
1: oh how do you know <laughs>
0: Because in the email that I didn't read because you forbade it, <laughs> yes, he gave a pronunciation oh, for his name. Oh, thanks, Simon Sirachi. So I was right the if, first time. If you'd let me read the whole email, Kyle, then you would have heard it. But
1: then we wouldn't have had this fun little exchange. I know, isn't that great? Yeah. People
0: love it when we fight. People
1: love it. <laughs> didn't someone just recently say we should be dating? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Simon Sirachi, yeah. uh, for <laughs> joining. If you want episodes ad-free in a day early or other cool benefits like using Mike's mouth to say 100 words. Go to patreon.com slash gayishpodcast. Do it. Do it. Do you want to talk about gay best friends? Let's
0: talk about gay best friends. Okay. Why are we talking about this? So we're talking about it because Derek said, I want you to talk about it.
1: Yep. Our so. producer, Derek. Thank you, Derek, for suggesting this topic. Yeah. Here we are.
0: Here we are. And um, there's several different ways that we could slice it, I think. And um, one of them I'll get to in, in just a, a little bit. But it's a trope, right? Like, yeah, that's the thing. The, the gay best friend as a thing that's in media is a well trodden path. Yes.
1: It shows up a lot. It's, I'm interested in trying to figure out whether it's born of good or evil. Like there, I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about whether this is, is there any helpful part of it? Is it all hurtful? You know, usually things that boil us down to stereotypes are, are bad, but, is that is that the, always the case? Is there a useful part of this? I don't know. This these are all the things I want to explore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or is it is it maybe something that used to be useful and isn't anymore? Right, right. Like like maybe, yeah. Well, we'll we'll unpack some of that.
1: Yeah, and the idea being there, just to like define it a little bit, is there is a gay one of the definitions would be the gay best friend of a usually straight woman who uses the gay best friend almost like an accessory yeah Uh, they are very two-dimensional kind of character they're there to make funny jokes and not do much
0: else yep 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 Yep. well first i'm going to talk to you about the history of gay best friends okay um (laughs)
1: when did when was who was the first gay best friend
0: well that's i'm glad you asked kyle (laughs) really because i well no okay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i I, I, I do have i do have i do have a a couple of things that i want to talk about okay the first is we'll get to the trope we'll get to the the media trope thing but i wanted to talk about the phenomenon of instead of calling them gay historians call them best friends
1: which is a
0: thing that we see over and over and over again historians seem to have this giant like fist up their ass about <laughs> like you can't say people were gay if they didn't call themselves gay and I, I I find that really puzzling because on the one hand you're right people have the right to self-determine or whatever but like if somebody only spends time with dudes only fucks dudes that's well documented just because the word gay didn't exist yet because it was invented in the 19th century doesn't mean that they weren't yeah and and
1: and it's really important for people to realize that being gay didn't pop up when the word did so it it is important to realize gay people have existed throughout history so you you don't want to avoid that fact by you don't want to be so pc about labeling people that you miss out on the fact that people have been gay for since the beginning of time
0: yep 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 (sighs) yep the beginning of time yeah,
1: since people have existed there have been gays
0: um but i do want to talk about achilles and Patroclus. okay um who were um trojan war figures that were documented in the Iliad by homer and uh homer talks about them having a deep and meaningful relationship mm-hmm. uh, and it, it has been a subject of dispute forever including um by contemporaries more or less contemporaries about whether they were fucking or not oh everybody's in agreement that they were best friends but were they gay (laughs) best friends Um, and uh, Homer never explicitly said that they were fucking but they were depicted as lovers in a lot of Greek literature Aeschylus, Ascanese and Plato all talked about them as being lovers
1: being a philosopher is kind of a gay profession
0: well yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and all of them were pederasts, right? So, oh boy, <laughs> that's true. It's a um, different topic. Well, so one of the things that I think is hilarious about this is, first of all, the, their their relationship, by some measures, was 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 pederastic. That uh, Achilles is the older, sort of mentory type figure, and and Patroclus is sort of the the younger, that that classic Greek arrangement that we see of an an older man can bang a younger man until he gets to a certain age and then you're supposed to stop. Yeah. But apparently that didn't. Oh. Or probably didn't. Uh, the the thing that's interesting about them and uh, their story though, I think, is that uh, the word platonic, like to say that you have a platonic relationship. We have a platonic relationship. We do. In the modern sense means it's a non-sexual relationship. Yep. Uh, and it is named for Plato. Oh, no way. Plato the philosopher. That's where that comes from. And it's funny that... Uh, Plato did not think that they were platonic. He's like, (laughs) no, they fucking. Um, Yeah. uh, He he thought that they were divinely approved lovers. So apparently Plato was down with the gay sex and thought they should count and did. Wow. Um, But uh, Socrates, on the other hand, thought that they were strictly platonic. Which... we they should be socratic then socratic <laughs> <laughs> uh and then another example from history that's worth talking about is um Alexander the great and Hephaestion and um so they um they had a close personal relationship that lots <laughs> of historians are just they're just they're just they're just wrong so they shared a tent
1: <laughs> i like i like
0: what? <laughs>
1: Just the idea of they shared a tent being a euphemism for gay sex. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, they
0: shared a tent. He was he was uh, Alexander's uh, Hephaestion was Alexander's bodyguard. Uh, mm. Went on all of the campaigns with them, uh, and really helped him out in a lot of ways. Like basically, he well not basically he was actually the second in command um, uh, of of uh big parts of of alexander's uh empire but this this whole thing of like they shared a tent they went all <laughs> over the place, and sure Alexander married and had kids, but he married four different women, and uh one of them was uh supposedly for love, the rest of them were for uh political reasons, <laughs> like you know king making that kind of thing yeah but uh he didn't have children until later in life and seemed sort of to be like begrudgingly. But the nail in the coffin to me is when Hephaestion died, Alexander lost his shit. Mm. He was inconsolable, refused to eat, got sick. That might have led to his like sort of mental health crisis that is given credit for him dying. And he built like, he spent millions of whatever the currency was Lots of money building a giant ass temple to Hephaestion Mm -hmm. and then um, made moves to set him up as a deity of sorts, like tried to make him a holy figure. Wow! And it's just it's so interesting to me. The number of historians that I think are like. They're just their homophobia is showing to be like aghast at like, no, they were just really good buddies. Yeah, they were just best friends, not (laughs) gay best friends and um anyway anyway okay so now let's now let's now let's get to the trope okay the trope there aren't a lot of gay best friends that like fit the trope that we were just talking about of like the token gay who is an accessory to a probably white woman's like life or whatever um but there are a bunch of examples of that sort of dynamic that are considered the roots of the gay best friend trope and um but most of the early examples are actually both men. So it's a straight oh. dude that has a gay best friend uh, who is maybe a mentor of some kind or an influencer of some kind. An early example of that is the picture of Dorian Gray written by Oscar Wilde, who we know was a fucking uh, homosexual, uh, written in 1890. But uh, in, in that book, uh, the, the character Dorian Gray has a close friend named Lord Henry Wadden, and uh, who is known for his wit and charm and philosophical views on life, and um, but is, is very hedonistic. He, he like, parties. He mm-hmm. parties hard <laughs> and becomes a significant influence on Dorian and um, leads him down this path of indulgence and moral decay, and that's what leads him to wish that the mirror would show... That his image in the mirror would age instead of him, and that's the whole... That's the point of the book.
1: That's interesting that... The early examples are of straight dudes having gay best friends. I just assumed that the reason it was women that had the gay best friend is because it's less threatening to women. Uh, whereas I thought it was a like this trouble with masculinity. That was the reason it was women instead of men. So that's, that's just opposite of what I would have expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And I, I also think that there's some, there's some, implications going on like Lord Watton in the picture of Dorian Gray is never explicitly homosexual and and their relationship is not explicitly romantic or sexual but there's definitely overtones especially Mm. when you look at through the lens of culture at the time and who wrote it (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah but but yeah I'm I'm with you I'm with you I I, I think uh, another example of that is uh, Alfred Hitchcock in a movie called Rope came out in 1948 are you familiar with this no no um so uh these two best friends brandon and philip um uh they they kill a uh classmate and then the rest of the movie is basically them like supporting each other through this thing that they have done
1: is this i know what you did last summer before i know what you did last summer i know you did last summer
0: yeah i think it is oh, it interesting. might be. But um, it's not explicitly stated in the film, but um, Brandon's manipulation of Philip, uh, a lot of people say, is romantic or obsessed
1: oh. uh,
0: with, with with Philip. But that's why he's helping him uh, is because he's in love with him.
1: Seems like so far between these examples, there seems to be like manipulation leading them down dark paths. Yep. Um, yep. That yep. that's not great so far for us.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Yes. Now, also not explicitly gay, but I think the first example that I could find that is like pretty, pretty close to the modern trope is um, the, uh, there was a movie based on the play Suddenly Last Summer by Tennessee Williams. Sorry, the movie is titled Suddenly Last Summer and it's based on a play by Tennessee Williams. And uh, so there's a doctor who some say is the gay best friend to a wealthy Woman. So, um, uh, Dr. Cook, Dr. Cook, <laughs> Dr. Cook, um, played by Montgomery Clift, is a psychiatrist who, um, is contacted by Catherine, who is played by uh, Elizabeth Taylor, and, uh, she recounts to him her, her traumatic events around, uh, uh, her cousin's death. And, um, a, a, a lot of people say that dr kukrovitz is is queer coded and is the emotional support to this wealthy white woman hmm. and and so that's that's pretty that's pretty close even though his his sexuality is never explicitly stated given when the movie was made in in 1959 Hayes code is in full effect they a lot of the subtle ways in which we signaled gayness in a character were used with this character. Mm. Um so it could be interpreted as he's gay, he's supporting this white woman through this emotional crisis, which that's one of the one of the criticisms of the gay best friend trope is that we are being used for emotional support especially.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Some people say that Jody Dallas who was played by Billy Crystal Um, who was definitely one of the first openly gay characters on American television uh, in the late 70s. Um, But uh, the fact that he ends up... Carol David is the name of the character, played by Rebecca Balding, who he becomes her gay best friend, arguably, or at least that's, that's one of the Ways that you could interpret their relationship, but she convinces him to go away with her for the weekend, and they have a one night stand, and she gets pregnant, and that drives a lot of the plot of their their story. And because they end up moving in together, and there's um. um, Anyway, did I say this is on the sitcom Soap? Nope. Great. Okay. (laughs) Jody Dallas is a fictional character from the 1977 American sitcom Soap. He was played by Billy Crystal, who's openly gay. But uh, the the start of the character's saga is arguably a gay best friendship with this woman that he then has a one-night stand with and she gets pregnant.
1: That's really interesting because that's like a complication I don't feel like we see in today's media is gay men who have sex with a woman, whether it's while they're out, whether it's before they're out. Like, oh, now we see them before they're out and like we're in the closet but like after they're out still like hooking up with women is something that i don't feel like we talk about enough that happens sometimes yeah and doesn't make you less gay but i don't know that's an interesting i don't know that we're ready for that conversation
0: yeah well and and we can use this as a segue but didn't like so i think of the ultimate gay best friend trope thing as being will and grace Mm. like the the names in the title of the show is a gay best friendship. But isn't, don't they, didn't they hook up once or? I don't remember. I I think they tried to hook up once or did hook up once. Okay. And that's, you're right though, that's not a component that we see very often or isn't talked about very often. And the, there is this sort of built-in thing of like the reason that a woman chooses a gay best friend is that so that the possibility of banging isn't there. Right but it is right. right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's true. So if, yeah, if that's, this is a good segue, Kyle, cause Will and Grace is modern ish or, and you were going to talk about like more, more recent examples.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm interested in, in whether Will and Grace really is. That is one on my list. Will Truman and Will and Grace. The entire premise is exploring the gay best friend um, and his relationship with his straight best friend. Mm-hmm. So, but I think of gay best friend, the trope requiring that the gay best friend doesn't have, is a very two dimensional character. It doesn't oh, have storylines uh, yeah. is just there for comic relief. Yeah. And that's not the case. It's interesting that I, I think a lot of people do think of Will and grace as the classic example, but it's almost to me, they're exploring the phenomenon of gay best friends. And in doing so, giving both of them agency and lives and rich relationships and backstories and, and everything. So it almost, is able to rise above the trope.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Do you think, how, what do you think of Jack?
1: He also, I think he, because
0: isn't he Karen's gay best friend?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And the thing about when the, the theme of the show is gay best friends, the theme shows up over and over throughout the, so it makes sense that there's another kind of mirror to what a gay best friendship could look like. But Jack also has independent storylines, stories that are just his, relationships you know they don't shy away from him having his own life
0: Hmm. i wouldn't confuse that with him being a three-dimensional character he's pretty one tone yeah but Hmm.
1: other gay best friends from the this is from an out.com article by may rude um and the first one on the list is mark saint james and ugly betty
0: I didn't watch Ugly Betty. Oh, did, so good. Did you watch Ugly Betty? Yeah, I did. What do you, what do you think of that as a pick?
1: Um, well, okay. I, I Apparently, um, so he's the assistant to Willamina Slater. He was apparently supposed to be fired by her early on, but he was so popular with viewers that he lasted the entire series. Wow. Oh. Which that's the gay best friend trope worked out for him. Yeah. In that, I think...
0: I wonder if it was popular because people recognize something in that. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, keep that guy around.
1: Being ugly Betty was popular with gay audiences because we're talking about a magazine. We're talking about fashion. We're talking about in kind of underdog story in ugly Betty Mm -hmm. and out fish out of water kind of situation. So all of it lends itself well to gay men being part of the, a big part of the fan base in this. So having a gay character makes a lot of sense. And yeah, he definitely did play the role of gay best friend to whatever that woman's name was that played the assistant. At the front desk so yeah yeah i'm curious about
0: what i didn't watch like the betty maybe i oh. should
1: i wonder if that holds up i think it was really good
0: a lot of this stuff doesn't that's for sure yeah mm.
1: uh another one i'm curious what you think about this kurt hummel and glee yeah
0: yeah i don't know
1: he very much starts as rachel's gay best friend didn't they date at first mm. um mm-hmm. he dated um mercedes Anyway, um, he He dated Mercedes. Yep. What? Yeah. That's when she sang the song. I bust the windows out your car is because she found out that either he was gay or didn't want to date her or whatever.
0: Oh, my God. Okay.
1: Yeah. Unlikely pairing. Um, But he did have it said in the article he had a lot of character growth over the series, but still for much of it, he was basically Rachel's gay best friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe to start.
1: Maybe to start. Yeah. Uh, there's Stanford Blatch in Sex and the City.
0: Yeah, I fuck yes. That's, yes.
1: Yes. This one, and in the article it said, set the TV standard for this trope. Yeah, I think so. Which, yeah. I this, rather than Will and Grace, I think this is the epitome of the gay best friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not the focus of the show, not a main character, just pops in every once in a while to be a, like, pet of sorts. Yep, to... makes
1: snarky, bitchy comments ap- about people.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Is fashionable.
0: Uh what about um S- S- uh, not Samantha, uh Charlotte. Charlotte had a gay best friend too, right? Uh,
1: Anthony uh Mar Martino, Insects in Sex and the City is the next one on the list.
0: Because don't they have like a like a gay best friend off? Like like they fight each other or something? Well they eventually get married. Well Which It's a fine line between <laughs> love and hate.
1: Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. That to me is like You had two gay characters, and you're like, Oh, cool, they should get together.
0: Oh, I remember that episode. Yeah, they try to set them up on a date, and then, like, it does not go well. And then, like, I forget which of them says to their hag or whatever, like, just because we're both gay doesn't mean that we're going to be instantly in love with each other. We are clearly not a match. So, I didn't know that they ended up together. That must not have been on the original show.
1: No, I like think it was the movies
0: maybe. or
1: Oh, maybe a movie. I don't remember I when the they
0: movie. did. You know that I watched all of sex in the city with my wife. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Would you, did you like it? I, yeah, but I did pretend not to.
1: Yeah. yeah you had to, Oh, uh, like, I guess I'll watch
0: for you. Yeah. Here's the box set for season three. Cause I know you love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Merry this Christmas. Me watching
1: one tree hill with my girlfriend yeah. in, uh, in high school. Um, I don't know this one, but Ricky Vasquez in My So-Called Life. Oh, yeah. Played by Wilson Cruz.
0: Yeah, fuck. I, I would fuck him. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. Today, right?
0: At all stages, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. But especially today. Um, he aged. Mwah,
1: yep. He well. did a good job. Um, he was the first out gay actor to play a lead gay character on American TV. Hm. So this is where like there's some value in this trope. I don't know this show specifically, but there's value in this trope in... It was a safe way to introduce gay characters to television.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And so that's where I I start to debate the the harm versus the benefit of this trope.
0: Yeah, this the thing like like we had to get our foot in the door. We had to get our dick in the door, mm-hmm. and you, you could you could you could start with these grotesque caricatures of people. And then that makes it more palatable and then maybe slightly less grotesque opportunities come up because it gains popularity and then like it might have been it might have been super useful at the time yeah and it's just that and it's gone downhill since then or something like it's okay for it to be for it to be bad now but to have been good back then
1: yeah i mean that yeah this is the debate of the is it okay for things to have been a product of their time? Is that a defense of that? Does that make them okay that we did that or not? And I think there are differing opinions on like, if it wasn't okay, maybe it always was never okay. And we should always have had three dimensional rich characters that have their own lives and needs. And, and any introduction of a gay best friend is insulting. Yeah. No matter when.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I'm I'm firmly in the like historical context matters right. camp. Also bitch about something that matters. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Well, this it, matters.
0: I, I mean I, okay it doesn't not matter but like there are like there are people in Congress that want to take our rights away and are actively working towards it. Like let's maybe focus on that instead of the question of whether Billy Crystal should have been playing a gay character that was a transvestite in the 1970s. Like,
1: I don't know. Uh, I think the like representation of societal views in American media has a big impact on people, how they see gay people and what they see of gay people, what they think of gay people. So I think it, it's, it's a different Avenue towards equality and visibility, but I think it's an important one as well.
0: Mm. Hmm.
1: This is like that thing where you can be mad at two things at the same time, you know. Well, you
0: can, yeah. Well, I can chew gum. I get it. Okay. I get that. I, yeah. Okay. I think. I think part of. I think part of part of the angst to it all is without being able to come up with a firm example in my head right now, there is this feeling that like, if you remember that time and you remember a thing that happened was progressive and interesting and moved the needle and created conversation even if now retroactively it was cringy as fuck, you can step back in time 20 or 30 years in your memory and remember how important that was and how you made it feel and it was such a positive impact. To be told now retroactively that was fucked up and shouldn't have happened Hmm. is just belies the emotional experience of going through that, especially when it comes from people who are younger who have no idea what the world was like then. They don't remember it. They weren't fucking alive. So don't... It just, it hurts in a way to, to be told that like your enjoyment or emotional growth that you got out of this thing shouldn't have been. Yeah. And that's, that's what bothers me. Yeah. I think
1: that makes a lot of sense. I remember being in high school and my best friend who was a girl, her family watching Will and Grace. And that was the first time I ever saw Will and Grace and her dad laughing his ass off to Will and Grace. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the time, that was, it felt a little, it made life feel a little bit safer that they were watching that in the home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I got, that was the first time I got to see some kind of gay character. No, it's not true. It was Danny from MTV's Real World. Go check out the past episode. (laughs) But, (laughs) but that was one of the earliest examples I can think of of seeing a gay character on TV. And it was at my, you know they were. I guess, I think conservative. I wasn't out to anyone like that. Yeah. So you're right that you we people had an emotional positive reaction to being seen in a in a new way mm-hmm. that is still important, even mm-hmm. if it's not entirely what we deserve. Yep. Um. Let's see. Another one is Lafayette Reynolds in True Blood.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that show that show my yeah. goodness Suki. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, god her brother was hot yeah, Sorry. sorry um, mm-hmm. I'm back uh, <laughs> uh, yeah Lafayette was quite the character yeah and um, I don't I don't think of that character as being particularly GBF or whatever mm. but maybe he is
1: maybe it was like a, a re- reinvention at the time like a, a kind of a more modern take on what a gay best friend is yeah I just remember he did a lot of drugs. Lots Didn't of drugs. did he sell drugs? drugs? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this episode is going to be really boring if you know none of these examples. Um, <laughs> Titus Andromedon and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's kind of helping her learn the outside world. Yeah. He's He is kind of her gay muse, her gay godmother, helping yeah. her learn what the world is after being out of the bunker.
0: Yeah. The mystical gay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> elijah kranz in girls
0: um i didn't watch girls either that's uh lena dunham's mm-hmm. thing that's why uh adam is a thing mm-hmm. uh those uh, he won emmys for that that boy from book of mormon was the
1: that's the, this guy
0: oh okay Yeah, yeah 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 that's uh. this guy i didn't see it yeah you 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 watched it though you're you were alina stan before we had to cancel her yes okay
1: yeah we canceled her so many times (laughs) she keeps coming back like a cockroach (laughs) um but he he started off as the gay best friend he had numerous boyfriends he was always dropping quippy one-liners um but apparently according to this article kind of evolved into a more three-dimensional character um And lastly, this one, I don't know. Julian in Emily in Paris. It's a current um, show. It started airing in 2020 and apparently is a gay best friend. So, like, the idea, I think we'd like to think that we are past the gay best friend trope, but it is still appearing today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we're not over this trope that is still worthy of discussing like it could be easy to be like nope, we know that it's wrong we're over it we've moved on and we now have better characters and more representation but i don't think that's the case i think it still shows up and worth talking about
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it wasn't on the list i think this i guess this was all tv shows but i just we have to talk about damien and mean girls he is like one of the quintessential gay best friends as well
0: yep yep absolutely which i just was was gonna ask is like that's uh mean girls and unbreakable Kimmy schmidt that's that's tina Fey. yep uh was there a gay best friend also in like any of the rest of her stuff 30 rock or uh, 30
1: rock didn't really have they had a
0: like jonathan oh was, was jack donaghy's assistant that seemed super gay
1: and was like obsessed with him yeah um And didn't have too many storylines. Yeah, she did a lot. Um, Jenna had gay best friends, the Michaels, I think. And they were like, but that was the joke that it's her entire 30 Rock. The entire thing is what is satire? (laughs) Like, is that satire? And does that make it acceptable if she's joking about the concept of the gay best friends?
0: Yeah. But okay. So between Mean Girls, the examples you said in 30 Rock and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Titus. Tina Fey good or bad for us
1: man it's funny because I remember at the an episode featuring a gay kid that was coming out came to New York to visit Liz Lemon Mm -hmm. um, and I think what was the line she was like would you say I look fabulous and he's like I I would if it was 2002 (laughs)
0: Um,
1: uh, but I think (laughs) that's I think a lot of what man you it really she is I think 30 Rock is a product of its time very much commenting on current society and and I don't know that a lot of it holds up to scrutiny these days.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Like to go back to this like historical context and 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 points of reference or whatever. I have never ever until today preparing for this show <laughs> thought to myself is Tina Fey an ally or not I just I just assumed that she was yeah like I found as a gay man for the last 15 years anyway all of that stuff to be like weirdly affirming and like I she's definitely not a force for hate in the world like so I just to to question that because we're talking about this trope and seeing that she uses it a lot yeah um I don't know I I, I have feelings about that I guess
1: Yeah, I've always liked her, but in the way that we all like, there's a certain white woman with power that we enjoy. And, you know, she's one of those women that kind of gets that admiration. And some people would write in and list all the examples of why Tina Fey deserves our love and support. You know, that like people love. I've loved her work and been a Tina Fey stan for a long time. Yeah and still have been recently questioning whether what she does holds up and i would be interested in her making a tv show now mm. what that would look like and how it might be different mm. and hopefully it would be less stereotypical representations of all types of people
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. or is it that it was all satire and and she was ahead of her time in you know
0: yeah yeah no i'm with you i mean
1: tina fey her character herself liz lemon she like she loved eating ham she was a lonely single woman that was trying to have it all like it was was it critiquing or satirizing the very idea of the single woman trying to have it all concept like every single character was a bit of a stereotype of that trope
0: and jenna maroney was a was a was a satire inside a satire right like yeah. she, she was like the next next level or whatever yeah in a way will and grace and jack and karen right they're they're like they're they're the extreme within the extreme or whatever yeah but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 with you i i tend to think that like when it comes to comedy you can get away with more the question but then there's the higher danger that it's going to age badly <laughs> yeah Anything
1: that is, yeah, like anything that is commenting on current society or culture is going to age. And like, you won't be able to foresee the ways in which it'll age poorly. Right. And that's, I think, uh, inherent in that kind of creative endeavor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't even think about all in the family. Holy shit. When, um. Wasn't there there was a character that was like Archie Bunker's like not best friend but really good friend who turns out to be gay and then Archie has to figure out how to handle that. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, no. sorry, 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 sorry.
1: What has Tina Fey been up to?
0: She was in Only Murders. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. I have not watched the m- latest season. Um, but thumbs up from Derek, so I'll do that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I okay. mean, Meryl Streep is in it, so you got to.
0: God, yes. I wonder if she has a gay best friend. She
1: seems like the type to have lots of gay best friends. That like the classic kind that are like doing her style and makeup and stuff.
0: Yeah. She also seems like the type that she doesn't have to exploit us. We would just willingly throw ourselves at her. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> we yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We'd be like, fine, sign me up for gay best friend if that means I get to hang out with yeah.
0: Um, I do you want to add to the list of like modern things that we're talking about? Just, I'll, I'll put it in the form of a question is the gay best friend stereotype or gay best friend trope at the heart of the success of queer eye for the straight guy.
1: I think so.
0: Like even though they're the front and center protagonists. It really is a like swoop in and in a completely non-sexualized way, fix a person. Yeah. Um, be the the queer fairies that come in and do their magic, right? Yeah. Like I I think th- there's a lot of overlap there, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is the same thing of Will and Grace. If we have if we are the main characters of the show, does that make it any different? I mean, I think it needs to. Like we need to be lead actors in things. We need to be the focus of things and also it's still talking about this or or are they are they like will and grace commenting on the nature of what people expect out of gay people? How I, I think unfortunately, you know, intent versus impact. Did someone know this about gay people and build a show around the concept knowingly like, Oh, Mm -hmm. gays are just supposed to be these magical fairies. Let's comment on that by doing an entire show on it. And does that matter what their intent was in creating this show? Or did someone say like, let's capitalize on this gay shit and have some gay guys come in and fix someone. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I don't know what the intent is and I don't know how much it matters.
0: I mean, you think because you think Ant- Anthony can't cook, <laughs> <laughs> he's just hot. He's just hot. That seems part of the, like it's, it's, it's not, it's not a mutual benefit kind of a yeah. situation,
1: but that's, that's not just a problem with that show. That's a problem with all of media is hot. People get treated. Differently and, and better. So I, I don't think that's specific to the gay best friend idea. I, I mean the evolution that they made of queer eye and not just for the straight guy of queer eye, yeah. that was a helpful step forward, I think, but still the idea that we are little fairies that come and help people improve their lives. And we can do, you know, we have to be good at dress and interior design and hair and, you know, it was the classic.
0: And food and whatever the fuck Karamo does. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, offering our support to fix other people, that I think that entire show makes you feel bad if you're not a gay that's good at any of those things. I think that's a reminder that y- this is what you are supposed to be, this is your role that you were meant for in life. Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm and I'm failing miserably. I'm at not doing it. great at that. Don't
1: don't hire me to come in and fix your apartment or whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't do good at it.
0: I do want to talk to you about the movie GBF. Did you see okay. it?
1: Okay, no, I never saw it. I know of it, but it, I never saw it.
0: It's 10 years old now, so like going back and watching it, I'm sure based on what I do know about the movie, it is unlikely that it has aged well. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh uh One thing I won't I won't go into all of it, but basically a a dude gets outed in high school Mm -hmm. and decides to deal with that by becoming the gay best friend of one of three queen bees that run the social circles at the school. And um, so uh, Fawcett is blonde and always wins best hair. Ashley, who's called Schlee, is a Mormon and always happy, though she points out the sins of others while not being perfect herself. And Caprice is African-American and gets the big roles in dramas and in chorus. And all of them are very shallow and think they're better than everyone else and are more than willing to hitch their wagon to a gay best friend. And this this guy, Tanner, is willing to do that in order to provide cover for the fact that he's one of only two gay kids in the school.
1: Which, that's interesting, because it's almost like a symbiotic relationship. They each are leeching off of each other for their own gain. So is that make it okay?
0: It might, right? Like, if um, if you can sort of get gay people have a lot of trauma y'all and like they there's that whole thing about hurt people hurt people or whatever but like what if you can feel some sort of sense of acceptance and value and worth in a world that has told you that you are not worthy of those Mm -hmm. things by being the best friend of 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 a a white woman who's more than happy to laugh at your jokes and and listen to your advice and take you shopping like there is some symbiosis there i think yeah let's A great way to put it. Yeah.
1: And I, that's where I think some of this started from, like, I think there's a really valuable part to when we grow up, we find allies in women, (laughs) in straight women, because we are not masculine and our interests don't align. We don't fit in. So we find a home with women who are our friends. And that's to it's interesting to critique this without being reminded of the importance of it the the women that helped support us through all these times they that a woman one of my best friends in college was the first person i ever went to a gay club with like yeah. yep. and so they're the people that help us prepare for our first date and go to gay clubs with us and accept us for who we are and let us talk about boys we like yep. for the first time ever i remember that with with my Best female friend was the first time I could. It was so fun to say, I think this dude is hot. Mm -hmm. Like to be able to say that out loud for the very first time in college was like, oh my God, like revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. And it was with a woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Create a safe haven, right? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, maybe there's, maybe that makes it okay. Maybe. Not in media, but in real life.
1: Right. <laughs> well, but I think media, there's part of media that is hearkening back to this real life thing that happens. Mm. So it's like, is it a good or bad representation? I don't know, but I think it's their foundation is on something that is real and good mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is interesting that it's all, not all, it's not all bad.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Back to, back to GBF. So Tanner, who's the guy that's going to go get, a hag I guess to be mm-hmm. to be GBF to. Brent is the other gay in in at the school and his mom is played by uh Karen Walker. What the fuck is her name? Oh, Megan Mullally Megan Mullally And and um so, I didn't know she was in that. And uh, now I want to see it uh in part uh, for her. But uh the actor that plays Brent is named uh Paul Yakono. Do you know okay. who that is? No. He was RJ Berger in the lifetime Life and Times of RJ Berger on M T V nope in that so I, i'm i'm embarrassed and i'm so me uh i i watched every episode of that show because it's about a high school kid who's this like nerdy kind of like jewish stereotype actually um and uh, uh he gets pantsed very publicly in front of the school and that's when everybody discovers that he has a gigantic penis. <laughs> oh, and so, Mike. like, all, the whole series, though, is about this, like, the shift that happens in this dude's life because of that revelation. And I think it's super interesting. Anyway.
1: Of course you like the show about the guy who has a giant, giant dick. dick.
0: Yeah, of course. And, and, uh he, uh, because that character is straight, I assumed that the actor was straight. So then I was like, what do you mean he plays the gay, the other gay in, oh. in, in, in GBF? turns out that, he, that he's gay. He came oh. out, Oh, he came out and I totally missed that. Uh, and um, so when he is the trailer anyway, makes it clear that he's like this over the top flamboyant campy gay. Yeah. I, I guess I'm less offended now because huh. it turns out that the actor is gay. I don't know. Anyway, that does help. Does it? If we are like if a gay guy gets cast as a gay character and then does like a uh, a Cal and Modern Family over the top stereotype, does that help us? I don't I, I don't know.
1: I mean, at least at a minimum, you're paying a gay actor to do this role, which like have gay actors play gay roles, I think is a really important and helpful thing. So I don't know. It's it's one step up. It's one step better. Yeah. I don't know if that makes it good, but I think it's a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. All right. I want to talk about the stuff that this guy said. Uh, so so uh, journalist and writer Philip Ellis did a interview on BBC. Uh, it was interviewed by Anna Foster. And he is railing against the gay best friend stereotype as being super bad hmm. based on his personal experiences. So I thought I'd just read some of his quotes and then we could talk about like how they land with us. Um, uh, Philip said, quote, there would be times when I was treated like a piece of furniture. Girls would take their tops off in front of me and say, it's fine. You're gay. You become an accessory like the latest handbag or something. Hmm. What do you think about that?
1: I definitely understand that. Like uh, they completely desexualize and dehumanize you as if you, yeah, you're, you're not who you are. It's not thinking about whether you are okay with them taking their tops off or you like to have this interest or whatever. They're just treating you as if you are this yeah. non-sexual being that f- is exactly what they imagine in their head or saw in will and grace.
0: Yeah. Well, and sexy or not, it's still nudity. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's this like dehumanizing is exactly the right word. Like you're, you're, you're super right. Yeah. Like, in, your discomfort doesn't matter. I'm just going to presume that it doesn't exist or if it does, it has no value.
1: Yeah. Mm. There's a line that I said in something I wrote that was women like me better when they know that I'm gay, which feels nice unless you think about it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And I think that's one of those things that it, it can feel nice when there, I definitely think we become less threatening to them. And so they can let their hair down and take their tops off, yeah. which there's <laughs> something nice they're being a little bit more open and vulnerable. There's like a good side to that. I can see, but it's not the extreme of taking your top off in front of me. It's, Oh, I can be a little bit vulnerable. I know that you're not interested in me sexually. So we can build on, I know that your interest in me is genuine and we can build from there. Yeah. I don't know. There's a good side to this, but you can take it to the the extreme and the bad side. Yeah.
0: Do you think, is it, so when Harry Met Sally, the whole point of that movie is like, can a straight man and a straight woman be just friends? Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately the movie decides, no, they can't. But <laughs> um, I, I do, I do wonder, I, I do wonder like for, for straight women and the way that they are acculturated in this world. I, I wonder, I wonder if the prospect of being in a friendship with a man is possible or if it's just so scary that you have to find like the least manly man that Mm. you can and that means gay like
1: you are making me think that this stereotype is a little bit insulting to straight men because yeah you're right that it presumes that they cannot have a platonic friendship with a woman
0: or socratic (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Socratonic. uh friendship like i think that's one of the inherent aspects of this is we are friends because there's no sexual possibility, which we even discussed before. That's not totally true, but, but that makes it safe. And that assumes that, I don't know, but there, there's a basis in reality of like worried about straight men and their sexuality that there's grounds for being worried about that. Yeah. And it sucks that straight men are just viewed as like, Oh, they'll want anyone and anything that has a vagina. Like,
0: Well, and the, the trans bathroom stuff is really an insult to straight men for similar reasons, right? Yes. Like it's, it's, it's because we just assume that straight guys will do anything, any means necessary to, to get pussy. Yeah, And yep. like, it's just, it's so gross.
1: Yeah. It makes them out to be creepers in both scenarios that, yeah. that sucks.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Another, another quote here. Um. Uh. So I met someone who within moments asked me to be their gay best friend. My answer was no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was really odd. I felt like this person had already made a snap judgment about me and they weren't interested in getting to know the real me. They already decided they thought they knew who I was and where I would maybe fit into their social life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. The lack, uh, yeah. I mean, dehumanizing comes up again for that feeling of, oh I know you're gay now I know everything about you and that's just entirely built on the stereotypes you've seen online and on TV about what it means to be gay yeah. and that sucks to be treated like that person like we talked about in the shopping episode like taking someone shopping is it because they like shopping or because they are gay and you just presume they can help you find a dress and yeah. you, they can make catty comments about bad fitting clothes
0: yep 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 I also think that there's like a um undercurrent sometimes of like i want to bitch about my girlfriends to mm. someone who's not quite in the group because you're not a girl mm. like I, I i've gotten a lot of like i don't know where i'm getting it but there's a feeling that i have that like like if you if you're a group of like four women like sex in the city maybe it's sex in the city like does does um why can't i remember does carrie bradshaw bitch to him about the other three girls Mm. Is that where I'm picking up on it?
1: Oh, maybe. But But I know what you mean.
0: Just the idea that he's not one of the girls and can't be one of the girls. Just like in orbit or adjacent means that that's a person that then you can safely gossip to about the behavior, about the rest of the in-group that's bothering you.
1: And it's almost like the gossip that you do talk about, the catty things you say to your gay friend, like, don't count. Like, it's okay because they're gay. You're allowed to say these catty things like we are receptacles for your bitchiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, see. He also said uh, quote. The thing is I do fit into a couple of stereotypes. I am a gay man. I love shopping. I love cocktails. I love talking about boys, but this girl didn't know that. I just felt like she maybe was trying to be inclusive and cool, but she didn't really see me.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that is part of it is the, I trying to be inclusive. I think there is, there could be a genuine place this is coming from of oh cool i don't know anyone gay now i do i want to be welcoming and open open Uh i have trained myself to beat down with lgbt people and now i get a chance to demonstrate how down i am
0: yep 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 absolutely and if in 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 a way that sometimes feels like accidentally calculated Mm -hmm. right like 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 we're pokemon or something like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I need i need a gay because i'm a i'm a democrat i need a gay
1: yeah i got a g now, now i need an l a b and a t like
0: um let's see uh this this came up earlier um i quote i think across the spectrum of the fab five from queer eye it does confirm to a you've got five new gay best friends who are going to give you a makeover but they're also having conversations about masculinity and mental health. So I see as an evolution of the stereotype into something nuanced, hmm. which I don't know. I don't think I agree.
1: <laughs> I do think it's a, a step forward. I don't know if it was forward enough. Like, like I said, I, I do think it was a, I do think it took it to a different, better level than it was, hmm. Hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: That's it from this guy. Okay. I just wanted to, Do some, do some of that.
1: I think one part of this that we haven't really talked about, I'll read a quote from screenwriter. Sure. uh, Amru Mm -hmm. Al-Kadi, who said the gay best friend was always a bit of a eunuch, sexually harmless, more a court jester than anything else. Commercial platforms felt they were doing their bit for inclusion without potentially upsetting advertisers. It's an unthreatening gay representation that was intrinsically tied to commerciality. Yep. Which that part, the non-sexual part, yep. not yep. having relationships is a big part of this stereotype because it makes us the fun sides of being gay, yeah, being able to be catty, making jokes, yeah, being out, being real flamboyant without the sexual parts that make straight people particularly uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's
1: a big part of the stereotype.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting because that, that's... Uh... Like Stanford. You talk about Stanford. Like, yeah. I, 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 I definitely in my brain sort of made him mostly asexual. Yeah. Without that being actually part of the character. But that's how they crafted him. Yeah. Styled him. Cast him. Yeah. Like,
1: but wasn't all Sex and the City all written by a gay dude? Like it's interesting how, I mean, Oscar Wilde, you talked about him writing about a gay best friend. I mean it like, wasn't
0: Candace Bushnell? I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um sorry yeah, sorry you were oscar wilde
1: oh uh, it's interesting when the trope the source of the trope is a gay person oh yeah <laughs> and does that make it any better i don't know
0: right yeah
1: probably not i don't, I don't know, know. Mm-hmm. we're at least getting that right in cred yeah get that produce or not uh, the last one quote i wanted to read is elliot page in his memoir Pageboy said quote hollywood is built on leveraging queerness tucking it away when needed, pulling it out when beneficial while patting themselves on the back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: That's a very interesting critique of the industry that produces all of these things that we talk about.
0: Well, and you, you just got done talking about like the, 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 the woman who wants a gay best friend so that she can show how progressive she is. That's what the industry is doing too. Yeah. Right. Like look how progressive we are. We did a show about a trans person. Yeah. Yay.
1: But isn't that kind of the critique, uh, we're making a similar critique as conservative people do like, Oh, there's a gay person on this. There has to be a gay person on every TV show nowadays. Yeah, there does. And there, yeah. <laughs> but we don't, I don't, I think the difference is we don't just want a gay person. It, this is, I think I learned from Kimberly Crenshaw, um, the idea of diminished overrepresentation. Mm. Once you stop being overrepresented in shows, it feels like, less representation but yeah. i mean it is yeah. but it's diminishing it is less over representation you are no longer a hundred percent you now start to be 95 percent of the representation which feels like you're taking something away when really it's just becoming more fair
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: so i don't think we just want any gay character i think we want gay characters with story and depth yeah but that's why I struggle with Will and Grace as an example of this, because Will has relationships. He dates dude and hooks up with dudes. and
0: They also seem weirdly asexual, though. Hmm. Neutered or whatever, right? Hmm. Like, I don't know.
1: Is that just because it's a sitcom and can't get too sexual? Probably. or I Probably. don't know. Yeah.
0: No. Huh. Or maybe it's because I know the actor's straight, so it makes it, like, hmm. not believable in my head. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Uh, what are you going to talk about for Patreon? You said you had for, something
1: for Patreon. Yeah, I'm going to read quotes from the internet or li- like stories from the internet about gay best friends, and we're going to talk about them.
0: Great. There's
1: one particularly that I'm excited to read you about a straight guy and his gay best friend. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but did we do it?
1: I think there's so much to talk about with this. We could go on forever, but we have to end sometime. Yeah. So we do. now's a good as good a time as any.
0: All right. Well then, let's let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a. Do, do you want to go? Shopping?
1: Yeah, let's go be catty to each other. Great. Let's, let's take a break.
0: break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Uh, is that running? It is running. That never stopped.
1: Don't ever stop. Don't ever, don't ever. Are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're
0: going to do our gayest the straightest. But first, local gay bar review. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. We've reached the point. Where now there are several of them in my queue that are months old. Okay. And I was wasted.
1: (laughs) Perfect for recounting your experience there. And I
0: don't know. So all I can do is be like, I Google it and then I'm like, do I remember being there? Yeah. And then sometimes yes,
1: sometimes no.
0: Okay. Anyway, (laughs) this week's local gay bar review is the Elixir Lounge in... Andersonville which is uh, Chicago okay Uh, there's the neighborhood that's boys town this is where the lesbians go right Um, met with a bunch of listeners there Uh, was drunk uh, because it was after the show yep it seemed fancy-ish I liked the decor as I recall the pictures look lovely um i seem to recall the server was better at serving face than serving drinks (laughs) oh wow uh was a kickoff to a really good evening though really enjoy myself especially the hanging out with listeners part i love that part three and a half dildos
1: okay we've got three three and a half vibes that have been happening recently
0: yeah yeah i have to like yeah i need some like there's a, there's a couple in the queue that I do remember, and they're going to get higher rates.
1: Okay, okay,
0: cool. Coming up soon. Coming soon.
1: Coming soon. Pay attention. Watch your dials, everybody.
0: Yeah, watch your dicks. Watch your dicks. Uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com.
1: Our socials. We're on Blue Sky and all the other socials pretty much. Is at podcast
0: Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, especially your gayest and straightest, is 5855 gayish. That's 585 542 9474. Standard rate supply.
1: Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington 98109.
1: Get in your Christmas gifts.
0: Yeah. Although I, I should probably go to the post office. Oh, to check if. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Okay um
1: uh vote in the dick bag fuck face asshole awards the dfaa's yeah this year you can go to facebook.com slash group slash gayish podcast that is our facebook group the gayish community yep. and there you will see a poll where you can either vote on someone that's already there or you can add a new person to the poll to get voted on and uh we're gonna pick for the first year ever who our inaugural dick bag fucks dickbag fuck face asshole is.
0: Yeah, we are. And I'm I'm really I'm sort of um I don't know, I guess disappointed maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Why? I want there to be more like um lobbying. I want there to be like
1: Oh. Yo. Yeah, if you th- I mean there's one you'll have to go check to see who it is. There's one far and away winner right now. So if you want to lobby for someone else, maybe make your case in the Facebook group. Yeah. So that you can get other people to either change their vote or actually vote in it
0: please 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 do that yeah um okay gays and treatise? i i got two votes kyle oh why i two people have voted for me
1: oh you gotcha <laughs> <laughs>
0: explicitly, you right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you can vote for Speaker of the House Mike Johnson or Speaker of the Gayish Mike Johnson. <laughs> didn't you?
1: Didn't you specifically request that? I think that's something no, I think you. Derek did. did. Oh, I think you said that you wanted to add you to the list. It would list. be fun if I won. <laughs> it would be. Then yeah. you could mail yourself a trophy.
0: I'm gonna order more than one. Oh, keep one here in the in the oh, in the in the, in the studio. Okay. Um, four hours, everyone. Yeah. Rate, review, rub, scribe, and recommend. You don't, you don't know how much of a difference that makes.
1: Yes, absolutely. So rating takes a couple minutes on whatever app you're on. Please do that. Write a review. Um, we're not always the most well reviewed yeah. <laughs> show out there. It would be nice to be at four and a half stars. That's I think
0: a good spot. I mean, a lot of that's just people with an ax to grind, right? Yeah. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but that would help or recommend us to a friend.
0: Yeah. Okay. Gayest straightest? Yeah, let's do it. Neat. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, The gayest thing about me this week is going to Costco and coming home with poinsettias. Oh. I was like, I want those pretty ass red flowers in my life. So I bought a four pack. Cute. And and distributed them around my living room.
1: Oh, that's adorable. Yeah.
0: But I don't think that's a thing that straight guys do.
1: Mm, Okay. Buying flowers for myself? No. Uh,
0: The straightest thing about me this week uh, is buying the ingredients for pigs in a blanket. (laughs) 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 because <laughs> um, gay people don't eat carbs kyle
1: yeah totally uh how about you for me uh my gayest i think i've used this before but i'm gonna use it again is wearing my triangle necklace yeah. triangle recommend recommends triangles represent gay people and it it's close to my heart and so i get to always remember that i'm gay and sometimes i tuck it in at work when I'm wearing... Because it doesn't... You know, wearing it over a button-up shirt doesn't totally work. So, yeah. yeah.
0: It does work over that rosé t-shirt.
1: Yep. Yeah. the From AE that says...
0: Rosé, please.
1: Rosé, please. Mm-hmm. Um, my my guest could be the Rose, please. T-shirt actually it very much could be, um, my straightest, the combo, the combo. The combo that's a, true. It's
0: a multiplicative effect.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, my straightest is, uh, shopping online for Christmas gifts. Yeah. I don't go into stores. I don't go to, I just go to Amazon.
0: Not worth it. Yeah. Stay at home. Yep. Don't go outside ever.
1: And having to buy gifts for straight dudes. What are they like? I have no
0: idea. Oh my God. I've, I've, I need to buy one for a gay dude and I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Um, we have a listeners' gayest and straightest. We do from voicemail this time. Yeah, great.
2: Hey, y'all. It's Jacob Rossitano. Um, so I have a gayest and straightest for like I don't know, maybe the first time. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so my gayest uh, is that actually, as we speak, I am going to a as I speak. You're not speaking. Uh, as I'm going. To a gay bar for a drag show, I decided to paint my nails, um, for no reason, uh, wear my gayest earrings, and I'm wearing my new heels, um, as my shoes, just because, um, and my straightest was last Saturday, um, I went to go see a musical, I know, kind of gay, but what felt straight was I accidentally wore my Crocs. Um, which I know Crocs are like this weird, like why, but it just felt really straight being not, um, dressed up and nice looking for the theater. I go all the time and I usually am nicely dressed and it just felt really weird, felt really straight. Anyway, that's all. Love you guys. Okay, bye.
0: Oh yeah. I think footwear is always a good candidate. <laughs> oh, for sure. That, <laughs> that was a great one.
1: And sounds like you had a cute outfit for the drag show. Yeah. That's adorable.
0: That's it. That's it. A special thank you to all the gay best friends. I hope she's nice to you.
1: I hope you're nice to her yeah um, and thank you to our super gap bridgers who support us at the highest level of Patreon thank you to Kaylee Adams Kit Oliver Andrew Bugby William Bryant John Crowley Stephen Porch Yostosel, Harry Shaw Jonathan Montañez, Wadu Forest Nail Patrick Martin Steve Douglas Explosive Lasagna Michael Cubbington Just Jamie Kevin Henderson Thomas B Timothy Soreg Dusty Sands A Coleman Chris Cacciatorians and Jerome York thank you for your support
0: thank you for your money <laughs> that's it this has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatorian Studios I'm Mike Johnson
1: I'm Kyle Getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you
0: see you next week see ya
1: <laughs>
0: i don't know what's wrong with my mouth today kyle <laughs>